I am Madeline Young, and this is the second part of our podcast. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Ars Subtilior, translated as the more subtle manner, was a repertory consisting of polyphonic ballads, rondo, and virelays, intended for an elite audience. Melody, rhythm, counterpoint, and notation were highly developed with this form of music, and composers used whatever techniques they had at hand in every combination possible. Songs from this period were extremely complex rhythmically, with syncopation, subdivision of beats, contrasting meters, you name it. Arrangements of compositions were also quite interesting. For example, both red and black ink were used as decoration, and some songs, like Belle Bonnet by Baudet Cordier, were written in shapes. In this case, Cordier's song was composed in the shape of a heart. As it turned out, the music of Ars Antillior didn't stick around for long. It lasted for about a generation, before being evicted in favor of more simpler polyphony. Musicians from northern France had created poems and music that included more realistic scenes of everyday life, and held similarities of folk music. Although Ars Subtilior was by far superior in general complexity, this more simple secular polyphony flourished for longer, and most likely left a stronger mark on future musicians. Madrigals in the 14th century were generally written for two to three voices singing a cappella. All voices sang from the same text, and the song itself consisted of two or more three-line stanzas set to the same music. Madrigals had closing lines called ritornellos, set to different music with a different meter. Compared to the French Ars Nova, in the 14th century madrigal, the two voices are generally equal and occasionally echo each other in a hoggett-like manner. Melismas are also common, although they may be more intricate in the upper voice. The Cassia, meaning hunt, is a song in which a popular melody is set to strict canon with upbeat lyrics. The Italian Cassia features two voices at the unison, and differing from the French and Spanish Cassia by having a free, untexted tenor. The ballata, meaning to dance, came into style after the madrigal and cassia. Originally made a company dancing, 13th century ballata were themselves monophonic dance songs with choral refrains. From what 14th century ballata we have, we can tell that most ballata from this time are meant to, for two or three voices dating past 1365. Along with Guillaume de Michaud, Francesco Landini was one of the most well-known composers in the 14th century. He was the leading composer of ballata, and was also the most prominent musician of the Trecento period. In his lifetime, Landini wrote 140 ballate. 89 were meant for two voices, 42 for three, and 9 could be sung using two or three voices. Francesco Landini was born in northern Italy. Blinded by smallpox as a child, he turned to music and became skilled at performing, composing, and writing. He knew how to play many instruments, but was particularly talented at the organetto, a small portative organ. In the 14th century, polyphon music was generally performed vocally or instrumentally, and occasionally with both, one on each part. But there was no set way to perform music, as the notation back then didn't specify in particular instrumentation necessary to perform the piece. Also in the 14th century, they had keyboards. Well, probably not like our keyboards. But they were more practical to use in the 14th and 15th century, as opposed to the 13th, and were largely used in secular music, just, just like the portative organ. The earliest versions of the harpsichord and clavichord were invented during this time, but didn't quite catch on until the next century. Just like instruments were used at the discretion of the performer, chromatic alterations, or musica ficta, were often used in music at a composer's discretion. The triton was still heavily avoided during the 14th century, and musicians worked around that by raising or lowering notes by a semitone. It was generally used at cadences. Overall, the Ars Nova had a profound effect on future music in the coming centuries. There would be less anonymous composers, since more began putting claim onto their work. Michaud and Landini remained famous, and scores written by them was, were highly esteemed. 
some innovations of the 14th century, such as isorhythm and the form fixes, didn't last long, but other things like musical structures hung around and eventually expanded. Things such as mixed meter, rhythmic complexity, and syncopation still exist today. Final conclusion, the Ars Nova, actually pretty useful.